Hello everybody, sit back, relax, turn your lights out, light some candles, and listen to some stories about nightmares, ghosts, paranormal, and shit that just can't be explained. I hear a crackler spooky too. Welcome everyone to episode 6 of the Graveyard Grumbler Spooky Tales. I am your host, Tina Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. And I have four creepy tales to share with you today. One is a good reason for you not to fuck around with the Ouija board. Second is a dream, a fellow podcaster, Isaiah Martinez, who hosts the Dead End Podcast had. It freaked him out, and I'm very thankful that he shared his dream with me. The third one is a bird's eye view through the eyes of a serial killer. And the last one is, well, an unlikely savior. And here we go. The Devil's Game. First, I would like to mention that this encounter involved my daughter. And for privacy reasons, I will be referring to her as Maddie. I am a father sharing this to whomever will listen. This started when my daughter was 15 years old. She has had a difficult time with making and keeping friends. She would often complain to me that she was a lot different from everyone else and was constantly made fun of it because of that reason. Before I was able to help her with this issue, she decided to figure it out on her own. Great, I thought. Maddie came home with a Ouija board she picked up at an antique store. I didn't think anything of it since we're atheist. I figured it was something to pass the time. Maddie recorded all of her interactions with the board, so I'm telling this after watching the videos. Thank you, technology. The Ouija board was awesome. It was made of wood with a gorgeous, glossy, big black bowl lettering, and the planket was smooth with a perfect piece of glass in it. I was shocked when Maddie said she bought it for only $2. Awesome, I thought. Well, the first time she used it, nothing happened. She asked if the board had a name. Nothing. She asked if there was anyone who would like to talk. Nothing. When she told the board goodbye, I saw her closet door open a little bit. Just a slight move, but I saw it. The second time she used it, nothing really happened with the actual board. It was in the background where I saw things. I swore I saw a dark figure walk out of the closet towards Maddie. I saw her curtains move on their own as well. But Maddie didn't notice, so I figured it was just my imagination. The third time is when things started getting crazier. She asked the board again if it had a name. No response. But when Maddie took her hands off the blanket to fix her ponytail, damn thing moved on its own. The planket spelled out the name Zozo. If it wasn't recorded, I would never have believed it. I asked Maddie about it and she told me things have been moving around in her room. She's heard voices calling her name as she was trying to sleep. But she reassured me that it could just be her overthinking it. So I left it alone. I wish I shouldn't have. I woke up on a Saturday morning around 3 a.m. to loud banging and Maddie screaming. 
I grabbed my pistol and ran to her room. When I busted through her door, I saw her lying on the floor with a dark, shadowy figure standing over her. She was crying and had a terrified look on her face. The banging was from her kicking her dresser. Her feet were bleeding from the impact. I went to grab her from the floor, but I couldn't get to her. It felt like there was an invisible wall in the way. Maddie looked up at me and whimpered. Help me. With tears streaming down her face, I went to help her when I heard cracking and breaking of her bones. Maddie's arms and legs were bending unnaturally. They were bending in the opposite way. Then she screamed and folded backwards, backwards in half, the back of her head touching the soles of her feet. She was dead. I was arrested for the murder of my daughter, but I was never convicted thanks to the video. It showed me standing several feet away. It also showed me fighting to get past something that wasn't visible on camera. I watched the video with my lawyer. Maddie angered Zozo by calling it a fake. She said goodbye, but a deep guttural voice can be heard saying, No! Then she gets thrown from her chair. Well, you know the rest of the story. The Dream by Isaiah Martinez, host of The Deep End Podcast. I had this dream just now. I was wandering around in this world like a GTA character, and there was this future age technology that was being promoted on TV and billboard ads. It was of this service that makes you look and feel younger. I decided to try it out, and come to find out, it was like this imprisonment torture treatment. And while I was going through this treatment, I was coming to find out like weeks have gone by and then months and they were absorbing my youth, the youth I still had left. They were giving it to the higher ups. It was being absorbed by everybody in there and dispersed into this antidote remedy and the elite were drinking it. I was just coming to grip with how long time had passed. That's when I woke up. The way it made me feel, it was extremely disturbing. It felt as if it was torture and they were using these mind games to control our minds. It was driving us to insanity. They would drive people crazy by playing pop music over and over. It was a slow torture towards insanity. I'm definitely glad I woke up from that dream. I just didn't like how it made me feel. It was weird. Thank you, Isaiah Martinez from the Deep End Podcast. I greatly appreciate you sharing that story with us. Through the Eyes of a Killer Hello, my name is... Well, that's not important, so let's forget the name thing. I am, according to doctors, a sociopath. I don't agree, but what's done is done. I am 38 years old and live in a place that shall remain anonymous. I live alone in a humble-looking home. I love it. 
I stopped going to my appointments months ago. I felt they were pointless, so why go? I don't have any friends by choice. I don't associate with family anymore. My childhood was horrible. Daily beatings from my parents and older siblings. I am the baby. Unfortunately, they all died in a tragic house fire. I'm still coping with the loss. Allow me to share with you today's adventure. The date is May 1st, 2020, and the time is just after 3 a.m. I met an interesting guy at the gas station. We had a pleasant conversation, then we parted ways. I didn't catch his name, so I followed him, hoping to get it so we can be Facebook friends, of course. I followed him for about an hour when we finally pulled up to this house, a very beautiful single-story house. He got out of his car and went inside. I followed him into the house and for some strange reason, he freaked out and got scared that I was there. Why the fuck are you in my house? He yelled. I didn't get your name. I just need your name to add you on Facebook. Get the fuck out of my house, he yelled. Dude, that's a little rude. I just want your name, I said. He tried pushing me out of the house. It wasn't difficult since I'm only 5'8", around 200 pounds, and this guy was probably 6 foot and close to 280 pounds. He shoved me out the door and I fell to the ground hurting my elbow and butt. That wasn't very nice, I said in a low growling voice. Fuck off, he yelled, slamming the door. It's actually quite funny how easy it was getting inside his house. I grabbed my tool bag from the trunk and with a slip of the flathead screwdriver, the door popped open. I found him sitting on the couch playing a video game on his TV. Lucky for me, he was wearing some headset so he couldn't hear me. What a fucking idiot. I took some rope I had in my bag, made a loop, walked behind this jackass and looped the rope around his neck. And in one quick motion, I pulled as hard as I could, yanking him from the couch. I have to admit, the sound of him fighting for air made me smile. Once he passed out, I tied him to a kitchen chair, propped my fun bag on the table. My fun bag, if you're wondering, are my fun tools. My fun tools consist of a fillet knife, garden shears, two scalpels, salt, acid, pliers, and my favorite toy, a mouth spreader. Mr. Smile is what I call my mouth spreader. I attach it to the bottom teeth, lock it, then attach it to the top teeth, lock that as well. There's a fishing reel attached to it. When I turn the handle, Mr. Smile forces you to open your mouth so wide it breaks your face. The sound, the sound of, it's addictive. Once Mr. Rude Guy wakes up, he attempts to yell for help. Ugh, typical. I tell him that he could have prevented all this by being nice. He can't answer, of course, because of Mr. Smile. I grab my fillet knife and cut part of his cheek off. I grab my garden shears and cut his tongue out. I got tired of seeing it wiggling around. I use my pliers to pull out his teeth. I need to have a memory, of course. Use the scalpel to cut his eyes out and the salt to stop the bleeding. The acid, well, I use the acid just to be mean. I get bored hearing him cry and moan from the pain. I laugh and tell him, 
All you had to do was be nice and I would have left. But you thought you couldn't push me around. Well, now you're fucked. I start cranking the reel. And as I'm cranking the reel, I get drunk from the sound of his teeth and jaw cracking and breaking. One loud pop. And it's over. Now, you know why my name and location aren't important. Just a reminder. Be nice because... You never know who you'll meet. Your Savior. I've worked in a hospital going on 10 years now. I work in the ICU or intensive care unit. It's peaceful and has its share of excitement, just enough to keep me happy. On this particular night, we received two patients from the third floor, which is the hospital's psychiatric unit. These two patients decided it would be a great idea to hang themselves. By the time they were found, it was almost too late. The ER staff did wonders saving their life. Once stabilized, they were both moved to the ICU unit. Both patient A and B were admitted under my care, and I've had them as a patient ever since they were transferred to the ICU. On the second night, patient A started to move around. Later he was able to talk. Patient B was coming around in the same way, which is good. That means they'll be discharged soon, a win since no one died. Once the breathing tube was removed from patient A, he started saying, I'm your savior, I'm your savior, I'm your savior, I'm your savior. Over and over again, he kept repeating it all shift. Pretty annoying if you ask me, but at least he's talking. The strange thing is when patient B started saying, the end, the end, the end, the end, the end. Over and over, just like patient A was repeating, I'm your savior. I didn't think much about it since they did come from the psychiatric room and luckily for me, they were in two separate rooms. On the last day of my work week, right before my days off, I got orders from the doctor that patient A and B are well enough to return to the psychiatric unit. I went to patient A and started taking his IV and giving him his medications. The entire time he kept saying, I'm your savior, I'm your savior, I'm your savior, I'm your savior, I'm your savior. Over and over again, I told him I'd be back and went to walk out of the room when patient A fell to the floor and grabbed my leg, preventing me from leaving. He wasn't hurting me, so I knelt down asking what's wrong. I'm your savior, I'm your savior. I'm your savior, I'm your saver, is all he said. I called for my co-worker and asked if she could discharge patient B for me. She agreed and went to patient B's room to discharge him. I helped patient A up from the floor when I heard my co-worker scream. Then I heard what sounded like a body hitting the ground. Patient A held on to me yelling, I'm your savior, I'm your savior, I'm your savior, I'm your savior, really loud. I couldn't get away from his grasp. I heard security yell, oh my, what the fuck, she's dead. Dude, call a code blue. Patient B could be heard screaming, the end, the end, the end, the end, the end. And he said my name. Once patient B was cuffed and escorted out, I went to his room and saw my co-worker's head bashed in. Her throat was 
cut wide open, blood was everywhere. Patient A really was my savior. Thank you everyone for tuning in to Graveyard Grumbler Spooky Tales. I greatly appreciate the support. Feel free to send your creepy stories or creepy encounters to graveyardgrumbler at mail.com or direct message me on my Instagram, Graveyard Grumbler Podcast, or I just recently opened up my Facebook or created Facebook. It's under Tino Romero Jr. and you'll see my podcast logo on my page. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Isaiah Martinez from the Deep In Podcast for sharing me, sharing with me your crazy dream. I deeply appreciate that. So in the meantime, sleep well, have spooky dreams, listen for things that go bump in the night, let the bed bugs bite, and sleep tight. Thank you for listening. It's time to blow out the candle and try to get some sleep. Remember, don't go investigate when you hear noises in the dark. We know what happens. Enjoy the night, enjoy the dark, and try to get some rest. This is the Graveyard Grumbler Spooky Stories. I'm your host, Graveyard Grumbler. Enjoy your night. Graveyard Grumbler Spooky Tales. <laughs>